Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and before we dive into today's topics, let's get right into adverse adversimits adversimits. Uh, I'm trying to say it all fancy, like ad adversimits ad advertisements. All right, yeah. All right, so let's see if I can get this without screwing up one time. All right, this episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com not only has some really well-written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over $2 or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles? And shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. Woo! I made that without screwing up. Boom! Yes! All right, next one. Whew. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Data Assist, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX, not only, not, I fucked up. Damn it, I got myself tongue-twied, tied. You know, one of these days, I'm going to get through, I'm going to get through this without screwing up. I promise you guys, promise. I'm going to get through it. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon Datasys, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Datasys doesn't tend to discount their product very often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic Wazubi, they provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo dot gl slash capital D I capital B V A capital F for 25% off rollback RX. And as usual, I will be sure to tweet out that link. And last but certainly not least, Five Color Combo is a great resource to find custom tokens, playmats, and other accessories to learn more about Magic the Gathering and keep up with the latest news and strategies. They've also developed the premier app for getting better at limited called Magic Drafter. Go to fivecolorcombo.com today or click on the links in the description to check it out. All right, and where you can where can you find Magic Wazubi? If you're listening to it right now, depending on what where you're listening at, um, you can Magic Wazubi can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, mtgcast.com. If you wish to email me with any questions or send me a deck tech that you want me to critique, you can send it to mtgzubi at gmail.com. Magic Wazubi is also on Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwazubi, as well as Twitter at magicwazubi. So how is it going, everybody? We have just gone, gotten over Kaladesh pre-release, and unfortunately, I did not get to go. I was actually planning on going Friday at midnight, the midnight pre-release, and uh, what was it? Around 10 o'clock, I just passed out. Could not wake up for the life of me. So, yeah, that Saturday, I woke up around 4 o'clock and just could not go back to sleep at all. You ever have one of those days where... You just wake up butt-ass early, and you just can't can't go back to sleep. So you're just like, you know, might as well get up. I've been playing Destiny on PS4 and No Man's Sky on the PS4. I got into Destiny again with the new expansion. Was it Rise of the Iron Tide or something? Or 
the Iron Islands. I don't know. What is dead may never die. Something like that. I'm only level 21 right now. So, I mean, even though I know I got the new expansion, but I'm planning on getting to max level and doing all the new campaign stuff. Because I'm a slow person at getting it. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I, I've been playing that. And then um, I didn't get to go to Saturday's pre-release. I had to take my kid to a birthday party. And that was fun, I guess. You can say for lack of better words. It was a roller skating party. And holy crap, there were so many kids. Oh my gosh, my poor kid's never been roller skating. And she, it was just bad combination of too many kids, too many people and her just trying to learn. And yeah, just bad, bad idea. But oh well, you live and learn. So, now that Kaladesh is upon us, it's releasing this week. By the time this episode comes out, it'll already be released. And so, what is Standard going to be like? Um, frankly, no one knows. I I mean, we definitely have some guesses. I've seen some lists that are running basically Bant Company minus the company. Uh, I've seen... What is it that Viridius Gear Hulk be in the deck? Um, pretty much, it's the Bant Company shell without Bant Company, just a lot of creatures. And you know, I did see that one interesting blue instant. Oh gosh, what is it? It's where you exile a creature and it comes back with a one-one counter. Oh, that'd be so good with Reflector Mage. But um, so what are you guys playing for standard? this coming standard myself i am playing just for now until i find something that is worth playing i mean who knows this may turn out to be a good deck may not be but i am playing the is it machine gun the thermal alchemist deck and let me just go over it a little bit here uh this will be my main board for my creatures i've got two goblin dark dwellers goblin dark dweller is three colorless and two red has Menace. When Goblin Dark Dwellers enters the battlefield, you may cast target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. If that card would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile it instead, and it's a 4-4. So basically, it's a 4-4 Snapcaster Mage for five, for the most part. And the deck plays nothing but really cheap instants and sorceries, so, I mean, can't go wrong with that. And the other creatures, I'm playing four Storm Chaser Mage, which is a blue and a red, has Flying Haste Prowess, which if you remember what Prowess does, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, the creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. It's a one, three. And then, of course, the, uh, what would you call it? The main du jour, I guess would be a way of putting it. It's Thermo Alchemist, which is one colorless and a red. Defender, and it has a tap. You tap Thermal Alchemist to deal one damage to each opponent. Whenever you cast an Insider Sorcery spell, untap Thermal Alchemist. So that's where the machine gun gets into effect. You play a burn spell, or first you have Thermal Alchemist come out, and then the next turn you play you tap Thermal Alchemist to deal one damage, you play a burn spell, untap it, you know, do whatever, then you tap it again to deal one damage, and you know, yada yada yada. It just doing it over and over again to tap, untap, tap, untap to get damage dealt. So, <clears throat> we have four enchantments, and it's probably the only good enchantment that you can find right now for this deck, for this shell, and that's Fevered Visions, which is one colorless, a uh, blue and a red. 
and at the beginning of each player's end step, that player draws a card. If the player is your opponent and has four or more cards in hand, Fevered Vision deals two damage to him or her. So not only does that allow you to get a card at the end of your turn, I mean, it does allow them to get a card at the end of the turn, but hopefully, you know, they have four or more cards and it deals damage to them. So if you have, say, you have two Fevered Visions out, you know, they're going to draw two cards. Yes, it is going to be card advantage on their end, but hopefully Fevered Vision does four damage to them. So it's, there's a bit of a downside, but a plus side since this sort of deck wants to burn quickly. Um, the instance that we have, we have four fiery tempers, one colorless and two red. It's an instant fiery temper deals three damage to target creature or player. It does have a madness cost of one red. Basically, madness is if you discard this card, discard it into exile. When you do, cast it for its madness cost or put it into your graveyard. Um, so that's not a bad card at all. Uh, here, let's see. We've got three galvanic, galvanic, galvanic bombardment costs one red instant galvanic bombardment deals X damage to target creature where X is two plus the number of cards named galvanic bombardment in your graveyard. So definitely not bad at all. You're at least going to get two damage. It's a, it's basically a shock with a plus. Yeah, it doesn't target players, but, you know, this is just creature removal. You know, you have one in your graveyard, and the creature is Avacyn that you're targeting. You know, it does four damage. Boom. So, oh, wait, no, no, two plus the number of cards. Oh, no, so you'd have to have two Galvanic Bombardments in your graveyard for it to do four damage. I mean, it's still not bad. I'd I'd still play it. Um, then he, Then I'm putting in two Lightning Axes. Uh, lightning Axe costs one red. As an additional cost to cast Lightning Axe, discard a card or pay five colorless. Lightning Axe deals five damage to target creature. So one of the cool things with this deck is you can go and cast Lightning Axe, you know, tap it for one red, and you discard Fiery Temper. And then when now, since you're discarding Fiery Temper, you can pay another red to not only deal the 5 damage to target creature, but you could deal another 3 damage to the target creature, or deal 3 damage to the player. You know, it's that's just a nice little combo there. Um, I'm still not sure about this card. This, was, this is still from a list from the previous standard, but I'm going to keep it in here for now. Just to see how the standard reacts, or how the meta reacts or settles i'm assuming a lot of people are maybe going red white aggro for the first couple weeks um and this card that i'm talking about is unsubstantiate which is one colorless and a blue return target spell or creature to its owner's hand so it's basically remand without the card draw it i'm only putting two of them in there uh the sorceries that i have i'm still really going back and forth i think i'm pretty sure i'm going to keep this card though um cathartic reunion which is one colorless and a red which by the way this has quickly become my favorite card in kaladesh holy crap it's a common card it's just insane this is insane for red so cathartic reunion as an additional cost to cast cathartic reunion discard two cards and draw three cards as a red player holy crap that is insanely good now it used to be before kaladesh it was tormenting voice which is basically just it's 
one colorless and a red, same thing. You discard a card and draw two cards. Why? Who cares about discarding the two cards? You're going to get rid of two cards that are dead for you anyway. Or maybe get rid of an instant or sorcery to help, you know, when you cast Goblin Dark Dwellers. Or if I decide to keep Goblin Dark Dwellers, you know, because I'm still really going back and forth between whether I want to keep Goblin Dark Dwellers in the main board or put Bedlam Reveler. Now, I've, I'm really tempted to put Bedlam Reveler in the main board. But I'm just really curious to see if Goblin Dark Dwellers does its job. I do have Bedlam Revelers in the sideboard, but let me let me just get there in a second here. So, like I said, Cathartic Reunion, insane insanity card. Um, as a lot of people are already speculating, this is going to be insane for modern Dredge. Yeah, um, it's just so freaking good. Um, next one, Collective Defiance. Collected Defiance is one colorless and two red. It's a sorcery. It has an escalate cost of one colorless, where you pay this cost for each mode chosen beyond the first. Choose one or more. Target player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards. Collected Defiance deals four damage to target creature, and Collected Defiance deals three damage to target opponent. So for the most part, I can see you choosing just two modes, unless you want to really do all three modes. And, you know, you want to draw the cards again. Um, it it's really depends, but this is such a good card. Such a good card. And de definitely have a playset of them in here. And last sorcery is for Incendiary Flow. Uh, one colorless and a red Incendiary Flow deals three damage to target creature or player. If a creature dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. Um, basically lightning strike at sorcery speed, unfortunately. It, I mean, I really w would rather have lightning strike since it's instant, but you know, this'll do ju just as decent. Um, my land base right now is one Geyer, Geyer, Gear, I don't even know how to say it, Geyer Reach Sanitarium, the legendary land you add one colorless to your mana pool. Pay two colorless. Each player draws a card, then discards a card. Not bad at all. Two Highland Lake, which is the is it tap land. It enters the battlefield tapped. Um, add blue or red to your mana pool. Three Island, ten Mountain. Four Spire Bluff Canal, which is the new is it fast land. Spire Bluff Canal enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or fewer other lands. Add blue or red to your mana pool. And then four Wandering Fumaral, which is the blue-red creature land. It enters the battlefield tapped, you know, adds blue or red. You can pay two and blue and a red until end of turn. Wandering Fumaral becomes a 1-4 blue-red elemental creature with you pay zero. Switch this creature's power and toughness until end of turn. It's still a land. So that's my main deck. Um, like I said, it seems... I, I, I'm pretty excited to play this. I did not play it in the previous standard, but I did see it be played a lot towards the end of last standard, and it was definitely an exciting deck to watch. Um, unfortunately, it couldn't. There were times where I I played it again, where I played against it as Bank Company, and it's just oh, freaking Bank Company. It's just like, yeah, nope, nope, you can't do anything. Sorry, or I just flood your board and you're done. 
but I'm just really hope I, I I'm excited to see how standards coming and I'm just hoping for some newness here. You know what I mean? I mean, there's probably still going to be the emerge decks. Um, people probably still try to do some sort of bant flavor, probably going to be white blue spirits, but you know, we're, we're just going to have to wait and see what the meta is like. So my sideboard right now is two bedlam revelers. And like I said before, I'm really torn on, I'm going to try the goblin dark dwellers first in the main board and then try and then maybe try the bedlam reveler you know maybe ne the next week after I, I have to really play test this some more but bedlam reveler costs six colorless and two red wow that's pretty expensive right but if you read the card bedlam reveler costs one less to cast for each incident sorcery card in your graveyard and it has prowess and when Bedlam Reveler enters the battlefield, discard your hand and draw three cards. So not bad at all. Gives you more cards. I mean, you could have, you know, an empty hand, discard your hand and draw three cards. Um, you, know, you could have just a fiery temper in hand. You discard that. You caught, you pay the extra red to cast it, yada, yada, and then draw three more cards. Boom. Not bad at all. Um, this card seems decent, this next one. But I'm really unsure whether it's going to be good on this current meta. Um, I can see it being decent against maybe blue-white spirits in the beginning of the match, but maybe not afterwards. Um, so, like I said, th this one is sort of... It, it's going to have to be... It's de definitely up, up for... What is it? Removal. I guess removing from the deck, but we'll just have to wait and see. And that's Weaver of Lightning. It's two colorless and a red, has reach, a human shaman. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Weaver of Lightning deals one damage to target creature and opponent controls. It's a 1-4. So like I said, it's not bad. It's just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to play it some more. It just doesn't scream to me like, oh, you must have it. So, and then we have one enchantment, Oath of Chandra. Cost one colorless and a red. When Oath of Chandra enters the battlefield, it deals three damage to target creature and opponent controls. At the beginning of each end step, if a planeswalker entered the battlefield under your control this turn, Oath of Chandra deals two damage to each opponent. The only reason you want this card is just for creature removal. Um... This deck does not play any Planeswalkers. Yeah, I have seen this deck being played with the new Chandra. Um, I'm not playing the new Chandra mainly because I don't want to spend 40, 40 to 50 bucks on the new Chandra. And hopefully I pull some out of my boxes that I'm getting. And it's just the new Chandra is just way too expensive. <laughs> I mean... The new Chandra definitely fits this deck, and if I manage to pull at least one or two, they're both going in the in this deck. But for right now, the new Chandra is a nope. So, all right. Uh, then we got seven instants in the sideboard. Oh crap! I don't have fifteen cards on my sideboard. I need to fix that. So this is what I have so far. I forgot that I didn't. I need three more cards. So I only have twelve cards right now as I'm saying this, so I'll probably get the, I'll probably get the other cards, you know, whenever, I just gotta figure out, I might just put some more burn spells or something, oh wait, no, no, I know what I wanted to put in, hold on, 
I remember. It was two of them, though, so that just leaves me one card left. Maybe I can put in Chandra or something. But we'll see. Um, Dispel, which is one blue counter-target instant spell. Negate, one colorless and a blue counter-target non-creature spell. Uh, Spell Shrivel, two colorless and a blue. It's Devoid, counter-target spell unless its controller pays four. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. Not bad. And then one Summary Dismissal, two colorless and two blue. Exile all other spells and counter all abilities. Uh, the two cards I was thinking about, what is it? Yes, Flame Lash. I'm thinking about putting that in the sideboard. Maybe against the mirror or something. Because Flame Lash is that new common that's only available in the Planeswalker decks. And it costs three colorless and a red. An instant Flame Lash deals four damage to target creature or player. Not bad at all for a common. Yes, it's not great. But like I said, I'm thinking about putting it in my sideboard for mainly for the mirror matchup or maybe if i just need to you know wipe away an avison or something like that and then oh crap what was the other one it's that that new blue spell it's it's a counter it costs one blue and it counters target colorless spell something like that hold on let me pull up the kaladesh spoiler yeah because that that card definitely not a main board it it, i guess it really depends like the only time i can see this being played main board is if just colorless became huge in the meta especially with artifacts and eldrazi coming back so okay here it is here's the card ceremonious rejection which is one blue an instant counter target colorless spell not bad at all that's definitely going in my sideboard and that's pretty much it for the deck. Um, like I said, I'm pretty excited about playing it. I'm definitely going to be... Hold on, I'm just changing some things. I'm definitely going to be playtesting this once I get some time. You know, when does anyone have time nowadays? Jeez, I've been working so freaking much lately. And I'm going to be working even more this week. But anyways... So before I get into what I want to talk about today, I also want to talk about my modern deck. So I've been really, really on the verge of just saying, screw it, take apart my elves and play Bant Eldrazi. But I was really testing out Bant Eldrazi and X-Mage. And while it's fun, it just seems so straightforward. I mean, I know I know, I could easily play it and maybe even win some FNMs with it, but it's just, eh. I mean, I can, I keep going back to Grix's Delver with just how, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's so non-linear, I guess, is the best word I can think of. There's, there's just so many different ways to win, and I've decided to step back from the more controlling I guess the controlling um, Grixis Delver, and since with the meta shifting to being definitely a lot faster than it was five to six months ago, well, should take that back because five to six months months ago was Eldrazi Winter. Uh, before Eldrazi Winter, um, I it wasn't as fast. I mean, yeah, there was the Summer Bloom Amulet Bloom, um, 
you know, turn two wins, but that was few and far between. So I've, I've taken my Delver deck and made it a little bit faster. I'm not going to read every card here. Um, I mean, read what it does for every card, but I've, I've brought back my young pyromancers. I, I originally had one, but now I've brought it up to three and I've got three and I love, I love this card. This card you don't want to play it early on, though. That That's the thing that I've noticed, because as soon as you play it, it becomes an instant target. I mean, yeah, you could say the same thing about Delver of Secrets becomes an instant target, and Tassiger becomes an instant target, but Young Pyromancer, that can just shut the game down and make you win. Um, in case you don't know, Young Pyromancer is one colorless and a red. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a 1-1 one, one red elemental creature token onto the battlefield. It's a 2-1. So... Um, just to go over it quickly, this is what my deck is right now. Um, it's four Delver of Secrets, one Gerbog Angler, four Snapcaster Mage, three Tassiger, the Golden Fang, three Young Pyromancer, two Electrolyze. I've decided to go up to two Electrolyze. I'm still a little iffy on it, but that's what I'm doing for right now. One Colagon's Command, four Lightning Bolt, two Mana Leak, one Murderous Cut, two Spell Snare, two Terminate. Four Thought Scour, uh, the Sorceries, one Collective Brutality, uh, three Gitaxium Probes, four Serum Visions. My land base right now is one Blood Crypt, four Bloodstained Mire, one Dark Slick Shores, one Flooded Strand, two Island, one Mountain, four Polluted Delta, two Steam Vents, one Swamp, and two Watery Grave. I'm not sure about the new Fastland. Um... I mean, it's definitely worth a shot. It's just I can't really fetch it. But, I mean, if the meta, if I see a lot of, you know, the top pros start using Spire Bluff Canal and Grix's Delver, that's what I'm going to put, too. Um, my sideboard's a little all over the place right now. I've got one Engineered Explosives because that's... I actually managed to buy the Engineered Explosives before it shot way up where it's like what 50 bucks a card now jeez i should have bought a playset but i bought it when it was what 15 20 or something um one is it static caster one counter squall two dispel one Colagon's command two magma spray one rakdos charm one surgical extraction one anger of the gods i still stand by this card anger of the gods because my especially my meta my meta is meta, meta my, my meta my meta is way too creature heavy, especially with affinity and elves and, you know, they, 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 they like to do too many fun things and I like to shut it down. You know, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, two crumble to dust, one painful truths and one vandal blast. So, and I'm still, I'm still a little iffy on vandal blast. It's, yeah, it does destroy a target artifact. I do have to pay five, though, for the overload. I was originally playing Hercules Recall. Um, I mean, I know that only returns all target artif all return all artifacts target player owns, but I feel that card almost was better when my Grixis Delver was a little bit more controlly or controlling. I guess is the better word, and. I don't know. It's Vandal Blast is the better card, but it just costs more. And since I have a lot of fetches, well, I've only got nine fetches. But nah, nah, you know, whatever. 
it's Vandal Blast has done its job for me when I needed it. All right. So that was a lot of talk on my deck. So what I wanted to really talk about, and it's it's something that has that I really just started playing. Um, I think was it this past Friday, or yeah, Friday or Saturday, and that was the Pokemon TCG client. And in case you don't know, uh, Pokemon has its own card game. And what I'm going to be talking about is just really why the Pokemon Online client is leaps and bounds better than the Magic Online client. And what Wizards can do to get even more people playing their game. And maybe a lot of you are aware of this, but in case you're not... um, There's a Pokemon card game, and there's also a Pokemon online client, and anyone can download and sign up for the Pokemon card game client. It's completely free to start up. They give you a really good tutorial because I had no idea how to play the game. I used to collect Pokemon cards uh, back when it first came out because I know I played Magic before. Um, Hold on. Let me look it up. When did... When did Pokemon cards first release? So, wait. Pokemon trading card game. First published in 1996 in Japan and the U.S. It was initially published by Wizards of the Coast. Ooh, Nintendo eventually took over publishing of the game. Um, But when did it come out, though? Uh... So, 96, it came out in Japan, but when did it come out in the U.S.? Well, whatever. I I guess that's beside the point of when it came out. Because I know I played Magic first. I remember having Magic um, cards first before Pokemon. And I never played the Pokemon game. I only collected the cards. And I remember having... It was the very first set. I only played the first set. The base set, I guess it's called. And I remember having, you know, the hollow foil Blastoise and Charizard and Venusaur, all that, and the Mewtwo and whatever else. It's I really don't remember what's in it or what was in it. I don't even know if Mewtwo was in the original set, but I know I had the three hollow foil starters, you know, the Venusaur and all that. Um, but never played the game. But what's really cool is Pokemon TCG you know, really holds your hand and teaches you how to play the game step by step. And it's a really easy pick 'em up game. I, it took me maybe a half an hour to get through the tutorial. And then they give you like five decks and then you can play against the computer to unlock more cards for that deck. Really similar to how Hearthstone does it. If you've played uh, the Hearthstone, the Hearthstone tutorial, and then it gives you, you know, the you unlock all the nine classes, and the nine classes have basic decks, and as you level up with the classes, you unlock more cards. It's, Pokemon TCG is very similar to that. Um, so that's definitely a plus already with Magic Online. Yes, there is Magic Duels, but with Magic Duels, you're not able to play the full Magic the Gathering experience. You can't build decks and magic duels the same way you would build them in paper because you're restricted to one one mythic sorry excuse me you're 
for each card for each mythic card you're only limited to one mythic for each rare card you're only limited to two rares per card per that card and then uncommons are three and then commons are four so you're not even able to build a deck the same way you would build it in paper so for example if you wanted to put jace vin's friend's prodigy in to your deck in magic duels you can only put one of them in there so that already kind of screws you up and plus you don't even have a sideboard in magic duels and it's you know it doesn't reflect it doesn't even have all the sets also um magic online However, when you you have to pay $10 for an account and they do give you a lot of cards. It's basically they give you like a starter pack similar to buying a deck builders toolkit where they give you a lot of basic cards and they give you some booster packs in that deck builders toolkit. But with the um with the Magic Online account, you pay the 10 bucks, they give you you know a bunch of starter cards and they give you some new player points. And I think they give you about what five or ten event tickets i think as well and so one the pokemon card game already gets the upper hand with that because one it's free you already get a bunch of cards yeah yeah it you're the decks you get are pretty terrible but from you know what i can see it's like hearthstone you unlock the cards and it's when the client itself is really really good it's really smooth i mean yeah it's really cartoony but it's it's just nice it's just easy it was just like i said a very easy pick em up game um the game also playing that game made me go out and buy one of the pokemon duel decks the rayquaza versus keldeo i guess it is and the one thing this really blew my mind that i had no idea about when I bought that dual deck, there's a code that comes with that dual deck. And you go and put it into the Pokemon TCG online client. When you put that code in, you get the exact dual decks that you just bought. I spent 30 bucks on this dual deck. And I put that code onto the TCG client in Pokemon and got the same exact, all the same exact cards. Wow. That blew my mind right there. So it really kind of made me think that why doesn't Magic Online do this? You know, I, I went to the LGS today and, you know, the owner and the guy who works there, we, we were talking about it and just they they all knew this, but it was sort of blowing my mind like, holy crap. So they were telling me that when you buy booster packs, you get little codes in the booster pack and you know, then you get a booster pack on Pokemon TCG online. It's that blows my mind. Um, you know, you still can buy booster packs with money on the Pokemon online client. And, but if you're interested in playing online and the physical cards, you can just buy the physical cards and get the same crap on online that, Oh man, it, it just got me thinking that why can't magic do this? You know, they can, some of the things I was thinking of, if they did, if if they started implementing something that Pokemon Online does, you know, one of the things you can start thinking about is, well, that can really cannibalize online sellers already, 
But if they just started doing it, say, say let's started doing that. All right, starting with Amonkhet, the new the new set that's coming out next year, you're going to be able to get a code and put that into Magic Online and get a random booster pack or something. You know, there's still, you know, you don't exactly cannibalize all the online sellers yet for the new cards you would, and pr- prices of cards would drop dramatically for for all new cards. But you'd still have to pay for cards, you know, for modern, legacy, etc. Um, you know, you could also, jeez, oh, I mean, if they just start putting in codes for everything, you know, you could just have to only pay for event tickets, you know, and I wouldn't mind that if if every time I every time I buy a box and that box came with a code and it gave me the same amount of booster packs on magic online, I'd happily buy event tickets so I could draft with them or I could open them up and then, you know, build constructed decks out of them. I'd be happy to do that. I, I would give wizards money to be able to let me do that. It's just as, as a person that only has so much of a budget, you know, I would love to play magic online more. Yet the client isn't the greatest. It's not, it doesn't look good. Trust me, it does not look like a great client. If Magic Online looked like Magic Duels, I would play it a lot more, you know. But the fact that players like me who are so invested in paper, but don't want to spend that same exact money on an online version... But if I had a way of getting those paper cards transferred to digital, I would happily do that. And Pokemon, the card game, does that. Does that. As soon as you buy a booster pack, you get a code to be able to let you put that into their client. Why can't Magic do this? Really. I feel that it, you, they would gain so many more people playing their client if they did this. And it, to me, it doesn't make any sense maybe they are making money hand over fist with magic online but there's going to come a time where it's they're going to want more you know like i said if they did this i can see it cannibalizing online stores but you know what wizards shouldn't have to worry about other online stores when it comes to that they need to focus on their business first and foremost would the inclusion of codes and booster packs boost up sales maybe i mean i know i would definitely be more tempted to buy random booster packs because basically the way my spending goes when it comes when a new set comes out i'll get about two to three boxes and then buy singles after that you know whatever i get out of those boxes i'll trade sell whatever and if i don't get the cards that i want for standard modern legacy if anything um i will go and sell them and if I, I could, and it, but if those, but if it, there's a random code in each one, I would happily go and not necessarily buy more than two to three boxes, but hey, every, every FNM, like, okay, hey, I want to buy, you know, a few random booster packs. You know, because if I play an FNM, you know, I feel like maybe I feel like drafting, but I, FNM was only standard or modern only fired off but i want to draft you know oh i can go buy booster packs you know physical booster packs and then put those codes in magic online and it gives me booster packs and then oh i just got to buy the event tickets now okay cool i don't mind that you know 
I'd be playing the client a lot more. Oh man, it just it just really blew my mind that a game like Pokemon does that, and you can. I don't know. It, it gets me sad a little bit because it makes me jealous of Pokemon. You know, Pokemon players where hey, you know, they buy all these cards. They they can buy booster boxes and then get codes for online. Just makes me jealous, in a sense. And you know, I got to say, the game itself it's not bad. It's fun. Um, my oldest and I we played a game of the dual decks, and it was a fun. It's it's a fun game. It's we're still really learning a lot of the ins and outs. I'm still trying to understand, you know, deck building. I tried to build my own. I'm still trying to understand the Pokemon Online client. I'm. I feel like I'm probably not using it right. I, I've just really been playing against the computer. I did play against a random person. I put together this terrible deck, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, so it's going to, you know, pair me up against someone bad, too. Oh, no, you know, turn one, they put down a Mewtwo, then turn two, whatever all the other legendary Pokemon are. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. I, I'm dead. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I quickly died, so... Oh, man. Like I said, I just really wanted to bring that up, and it just surprises me that Wizards hasn't done something like this already. I mean, I know they are making, like I said before, I know they're making a lot of my magic online. They could be making so much more if they did something like this. Because isn't each set that comes out, you know, oh, it broke, you know, sales records and blah, 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 you know why not break even more records by doing this and then pumping more money into magic online? Maybe the new magic online client is going to do this, this supposed magic next, which, you know, was announced almost a year ago and we haven't heard anything. I doubt we are, but you know, for right now I'm just sticking with X mage and X mage and cockatrice. I'm really only doing X mage for X mage. God, I can't say X-Mage and Cockatrice for constructed play. I haven't been drafting on MTGO at all lately because it's just, I don't know, every time I get the, well, now that they do have the draft leagues, that that is better. I haven't tried the new draft leagues yet. The draft leagues allows you to draft your cards, build your deck, and then you can decide to play an opponent or not right then and there. You don't have to sit there for two to three hours and commit yourself to a draft so that is nice um as i've said before and on other episodes if if they did some sort of subscription service where you could pay 15 20 bucks a month and get x amount of drafts free i'd happily do that too you know and hell even have rollover drafts you know like rollover minutes where oh you only did three drafts this month okay we'll roll over you know one of the drafts here next month so you have five drafts to do you know, something stupid like that. It'd be, I would enjoy it, but you know, it's not all about me, unfortunately, not yet at least. No, <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that to your guys' attention that Pokemon TCG online, it blows magic out of the water and it makes me sad. I want especially magic to have a really good digital presence right now. And it doesn't hearthstone is miles and miles ahead of it. Um, Hex 
is miles and miles ahead of it. I've I've only played a little bit of Hex, but from what I played, it's the just the Klein itself is way better. And I did have that one ranty video about Magic Online probably about a month or two ago and like I said they they just need to do something man it's it's not going to last forever it, it it's been out for what 14 15 years it's not going to keep lasting like it is they they need to redo it and hopefully they are so if anything i hope they model it after pokemon and if they do i would be playing the hell out of magic online so that's my cast here, a little bit ranty, a little bit whatever, pretty random, and just want to thank everybody for listening. Like I said, if you want to send me any kind of deck techs, you know, you're interested in maybe getting some suggestions or anything like that, you know, send them my way. I'd be happy to look them over and critique them. Um, I'm going to be doing some more deck techs, probably of my own, mainly probably my EDH decks, and I may be doing maybe some more product reviews of random boxes or whatever. No, but we'll see. Just have to wait and see what happens. I've got some other plans going on. So, all right, everybody, have a great night. thought I forgot about the contest, didn't you? Well, no, I didn't. All right. So the winner of the contest by random drawing is Kitchen Table MTG Forms, which I have to assume is Laz or Lazaric or Lazric, Lazrak, something like that. All right. So congratulations for winning the Nissa versus Obnixilis dual deck. And I will email you for your shipping information. All right. Thanks for listening.